tardy to the party, and this week it's Avatardy to the party. Yeah, yeah. Avatardy. Th- Wait, is this our yeah. third episode of Avatardy to the party? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, because we were yeah. we were talking about episodes nine to twelve of the first season of Avatar: mm-hmm. Last Airbender. I'll let you finish your spiel. Oh, it's fine. I got nothing else there. We're watching all yeah. Avatar right now, and also doing still watching Disney films. Yeah, I don't know if you still had much of an intro because. The old target of the party. Not really anymore. Bill. Everything's this different. This is Daniel, yeah. target of the party podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he's Bill Motor. I'm Daniel Roots. All that garbage. Yeah. Uh, now, now our podcast is just talking about Disney and Avatar: Last Airbender. Which last week's episode was Disney. We talked about Wonder One Dalmatians. This week we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about episodes nine through twelve of Avatar: Last Airbender. Do you know what we're doing for Disney next week? I think it's Sword in the Stone. That's what I assumed, but I hadn't looked at the the calendar yet. Double but, check. Yeah, because I think it's Sword in the Stone, Mary Poppins, and then like Jungle Book or something like that? It's fucking yes. crazy. Like, we're getting to the death of Disney. This is it. This is like, the end of the Golden Woo-hoo! Age. But now we're not talking about Disney this week. We're talking about... <sighs> Daniel, I hope... I hope... Mm-hmm. Things can only get better from here, because... I was gonna <laughs> say... <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you 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 had a busy week this week, right? Because you you had a little bit of a, you, we 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 actually took off recording last week. We burned off what mm-hmm. little buffer we have on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. and it seems like like didn't you have like date night with your wife and stuff last night? Yeah, well, Friday night. Yeah, Friday but, night. Uh, yeah. So did you have less time than normal to watch the the yeah, the episodes of this week? Oh, I watched it. No, I watched it during the week, and then oh, okay. I woke up this morning and took notes. I don't well, know if it was one of those things where we were watching. Well, in- the- uh, this week's... The kid put together Legos, so I have notes. Oh, what Lego stuff? Just Legos in general. Uh, he like... was he was building one of the new Mario. Uh, oh yeah, the Luigi with... shit. Yeah, the Luigi shit. He just takes them apart, puts them back together. That's what he liked to do. <laughs> but yeah, we are talking about specifically. I don't know what your perspective on this batch of episodes is, but you can rest easy knowing that one of the episodes that we're talking about today. Episode 11, The Great Divide, is widely renowned to be the worst episode of Avatar The Last Airbender ever. Um, mm. Not to say the other episodes of this, this you know, this this pack of episodes are all, like, super incredible, but, like, yeah, this is the one episode yeah, so, where everyone just kind of goes, like, what was the point of this? <laughs> yeah. After watching the four episodes this week, this is going to sound more negative than oh, yeah, movie, but you'll know what I mean. You, you you remember the song from the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome? Yeah. I, I keep hearing that in my head, but instead the lyrics is, everybody's an asshole. <laughs> Everyone's an <laughs> asshole. Everyone in the show is a schmuck. Everybody, in, aside from Aang and Uncle, everybody's unlikable douchebags. Yeah, and you're talking consistently throughout all four episodes, huh? Not, yeah. not just in like any particular episode. Characters, they all can't be perfect, you know. It subscribes to some. I uh, that you know that show Arthur. Mm, is that the one with the fist? Yeah, <laughs> that's all I remember. That's after, it's like a bunch that's, of furries. That's that's after both there, of our times. But I I saw a couple episodes when like kids, my sisters would babysit or shit would watch yeah. it or whatever. And the the way that show works is one of the kids in the show is a complete dick bag. They learn their lesson and then are like, sorry, I was a dickbag. And I feel like Avatar is subscribing to that, at least currently. Well, are you, you're talking Where about the main characters, has to too, be a, not just like the people. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody has to be a dingus and then see that they were a dingus and say, sorry, I was a dingus. Well, I, well, it's funny because this is the first week where Katara actually acts like an asshole. 
Because she gets all mm. jealous about Aang being able to waterbend so quickly. So I was about to say that, like... It, yeah, I don't know. It's like <laughs> she was kind of an asshole with that earthbending kid that got thrown in the jail. <sighs> the earthbending kid. Oh, you mean from, like, when last she's week's all, You guys just need to stand yeah, up and fight back. That was also kind of just... Yeah, I, I think Katara was an asshole in that episode in a way that the show creators didn't necessarily think. Like, that wasn't, like, mm-hmm. the point of that episode. It's just us as observer, or observers. We were just like... Tara's being really kind of fucking privileged and stupid about this shit, but... Yeah, yeah um... Well... Also... Yeah, go ahead. It does happen once. I keep on hearing the guy from Jurassic Park in my head knocking on the the, the, the camera in the yeah. car and saying, so eventually you are going to have water bending in your water bending portion of this story. What, in the water bending scroll? Yeah. No, there's water bending scrolls. There's finally some water bending that happens. But this is the, the book of water. Uh, we're getting there. Still we're have, getting there. They're getting there. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, it's kind of funny that, like, because of the geography of the world of Which Avatar is fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chomping yeah. at the bit to see some well, hot water Well, that's actually a good point, action. because of the four episodes we're talking about today, I think waterbending is only an element, just a little bit in the waterbending scroll, and, like, Aang yeah. just learns waterbending within 30 seconds, so there's not even, like, much of an arc there, other than Katara getting upset at him. <laughs> so yeah. refresh refresh my memory. Why are they just going straight to the water bending and not like the doing stuff on the in between? Uh you mean like like on the way there? Trying to learn other disciplines. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just because Katara is a water bender, and she was talking about how uh, because she was never formally trained to be a water bender, they thought they could go to the Northern Water Tribe, and both she and Aang could both like hone their water bending skill. Well, Aang would just learn water bending in general, and. Katara would just hone her abilities as a waterbender because she's essentially self-taught. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the flimsy ex- excuse ever as to why these characters are spending like six months very slowly flying up to the North Pole. But yeah, I mean, that is uh, well, up until Aang found out that uh, Fire Lord Ozai is going to use this comet to fuck up the world in a year. That was the closest thing to a plot that Avatar: The Last Airbender had uh, uh, until the last batch of episodes that we talked about in the last episode of avatar the party but yeah so that's kind of the funny and also you think now since they've learned that ang's only got a year to save the world do you think they'd be hustling a little bit faster to the north pole that well they even talk about i think they even talk about this at the beginning of the water bending scroll oh yeah that's that's how the water bending scroll starts is ang is flipping out because this is the immediate aftermath of him learning that he's got a time lock now like he's got like a year to figure all this shit out and he's talking about how they've already been on the road for weeks. They're not even anywhere near close to the North Pole. And they he still hasn't learned any waterbending. And, like, he, like, yeah. And he still has, like, at least two other disciplines to learn. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, he's meeting other types of benders along the way. Yeah. He should probably, like, in the final episode. No, the, 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 the. He's got that earthbender. They're just walking along. Learn some earthbending from him, man. Yeah. Come on, what are you doing? This is, even, gets, even if those aren't necessarily like earthbending teachers, quote-unquote, you think you're like, hey, you got any tips? I need to learn this shit, too. I mean, Katara could teach him, and she's a dingus with her <laughs> with water bending. Well, that's the crux of this this first episode that we're talking about this week, is like, uh, they decide to make a pit stop. Oh, I guess all their shit gets washed away. Um, uh, the, the, the Aang gang, they decided to take a pit stop. Uh, fucking... Well, you know... I realized this week, like, Netflix, thanks, and Nickelodeon. Thanks for reminding me I'm watching a kid's show every time I kick it up. 
because there's all these kids running around like live action footage and being like Nickelodeon. Oh, at the beginning for the intro. Yeah. 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 Uh, But yeah, it starts off like I guess they're making a pit stop where um, I guess because Aang is freaking out about not learning, having learned water bending yet, that Katara says, "Okay, let's find like uh, some, some water. We'll sit down and we'll find a river. We'll like like I'll start training you. To, to teach to learn uh, water bending like right now so they stop and uh, it's cute kasaka is just given the t- task of cleaning out mud and bugs from, t- from between appas the the air bison's toes while what mm-hmm. uh, katara teaches ang water bending but yeah <laughs> ang is instantly just like oh ah he just does it like he just it learns water bending instantly it's yeah, it's like he's the avatar. He does it so easily that you kind of wonder, like, why he just didn't figure it out by himself. Because he already seems... Mm-hmm. This becomes a little bit of a thing in the show later, but part of the reason why Aang picks up waterbending so quickly is because uh, waterbending is the closest elemental, like, in terms of, like, air. Like, like they're, they're, they're both, like, to to the elements that are most synonymous with each, with each other in terms of how they move and stuff like that. So it makes sense that mm. Avatar, or that Aang would very quickly pick up water. He still needs to get better. He gets he he gets better with our, like water bending. It's not like this is the extent of his entire training, but Did, yeah. So. Just a random thought. Did they ever? What happens when somebody who can't bend a you know, like an earthbender tries to fire bend? Do they just not do anything? They just make stances. What do you mean? Like if an earthbender who can't earthbend just does the stances? Like if an earthbender got the water scroll and tried to do That's that shit. Point. I mean, presumably nothing would happen. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. Yeah, and then, like I said, they, they never really that. explain why the Avatar is the only person who can bend all four elements at once, and why everyone else is locked into just a single element, and they never talk about, like, why the benders are any different than normal people. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like, the like the quote, like, there's no midichlorian talk about, like, the technicalities of why any of this stuff works, but, yeah, but, like, yeah, presumably, yeah, if, if you gave an Earthbender a water scroll, they'd just be like, what the fuck is this? Although you think maybe... Like, well, I guess that kind of goes back to what I was just saying about how airbending is supposed to be kind of like water bending, where, like, maybe if the elements are kind of similar enough. Well, I, I guess air and water would be the only two elements that are kind of similar enough that maybe the discipline from having learned one could kind of work with the other. If you if you just happen to be the one person in the entire world who is the, who is the avatar, who can actually bend mm-hmm. both, but, you know. Uh, but I don't like the fact that it's a humanizing episode for Katara, because she do, she gets totally catty about the fact that, like, Aang... Well, Aang... We've already learned that Aang is kind of an asshole. Because, like, we already saw the shit at Kyoshi Island, where the moment he got any kind of attention, positive attention, he was all like, Ugh. And now mm, we see, like, right. Aang is totally... He doesn't mean to kind of rub it in Katara's face, but, like, he's obviously... He's, like, doing the stuff better than she's been trying to do for years, so... Katara's just a little bit like, ah, oh, great, okay, F- fantastic. Um, but yeah, I guess they're fucking around the water. What they accidentally wash away their supplies, so they have to go into town to get more supplies. Yeah, and Zuko, uh, Zuko's boat, uh, they change direction because uh, his uncle needs a lotus tile for the whatever game he's playing. Yeah, white lotus. Yeah, and show. it's like, man, just use a bottle cap like a normal person does <laughs> when they miss. Just flip one of the tiles over and just draw a lotus on it. That's all you really need. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's the excuse for everyone to eventually kind of convene in town. Um, Aang buys a buffalo whistle. Doesn't make any noise. Which, the, this is how you know it's totally a cartoon for kids. Because any anyone watching <laughs> this, you realize, oh, it's obviously going to be a whistle that's going to call his air bison later. And that's going to become a... 
that's obviously going to become a plot point later. And Sokka's like, oh, you're, you're wasting our money. Why would you buy such a useless thing? And Aang doesn't say anything, but of course they're laying it down a plot point for later. Mm-hmm. Um, they get talked into going onto a boat by a pirate selling stuff. It's a pirate boat. They see a water squirrel, but it costs 200 gold pieces, but they only got three copper pieces. Or two, actually, <laughs> two like Aang that whistle. trying to barter with the pirate captain. And he's like, I've got one go- copper piece. And he's like, I got two copper pieces. Like, Aang trying to haggle is very cute, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they leave, and uh, th- th- but the pirates chase them, and while they chase them, we get a return of everybody's favorite <laughs> character, old Cabbage Man. It's hilarious. Spoilers! If you don't like Cabbage Guy, you are <laughs> fucked for the rest of the show. Oh, no! <laughs> they, the Cabbage Guy ain't going... He not, he may not necessarily show up in every episode, but he ain't going away anytime soon. That's for damn He's no SpongeBob SquarePants, my leg guy. Is that a thing? Yeah, the I guy need... that's in the background that goes, my leg! Is there any reason whenever why he just bad shows happens. up? Is he just like... Yeah, okay. The I my mean... leg guy? No, it's just whenever there's like a big accident or God. I, don't, I haven't watched Spongebob but I've seen the clips. I was about to say man I need guy. to catch up on Spongebob because I've never actually seen a whole episode of Spongebob but I know that's the like the meme resource that's going to supplant the Simpsons someday in terms of like internet memedom and it already has halfway kind of yeah. done that but like yeah I feel just yeah. be able to understand what the internet's going to be like like in two years from now I need to let's sit down and watch some Spongebob but um, I do like, I do like Aang, how Sokka eventually figure out, figures out these guys are sea pirates, because he's like, oh, these are guys are based on the water, they like to steal, and they talk funny, and he's like, oh my god, they're pirates. And I do like the fact that the pirate guy is voiced by the guy who used to voice the main villain on uh, Voltron back in the 80s. Like, the pirate captain is, is very much an old, oh. like, cartoon voice actor from the 80s. I think he did a bunch of voices on transformers and stuff and he shows up yeah the, as the pirate captain which i'd like re-watching this now i was like oh yeah that's right king's archons in in my uh, avatar the last airbender but yeah what... i loved voltron when i was little but i don't remember a thing about it because i was too little oh, i man, just liked the yeah the, the voltron was on when i was 10 and you're a couple years younger than me so yeah you would have been wee when that was a thing yeah. but but yeah no so it turns out the reason the pirates are chasing them is because fucking katara stole the water bending scroll from the store what a dingus! Which is funny because she shoplifted from the store, but because the pirates are, were trying to, I guess they were. But if, you think the store owner would be? Cha- oh, no, wait, the pirate captain owns the store. Is that what's happening? I, I can't so, remember. Yeah. So yeah, um, I do like the motley crew. The, the character design for the second pirate in command, the kind of guy in the green with like the, the guy long with the face. lipstick. Yeah, I that looks like a very specific kind of human being. He looks like a scumbag you would see in real life. He looks mm. he looks like the guy who steals uh the the Ferrari and Ferris Bueller's day off. There's a very kind of specific kind of scumbag Pokemon type in real life and But yeah, so <laughs> anyway, these guys are chasing yeah, they fuck up the cabbage cabbage merchants shit. And I guess what they eventually get back to and the Angang get essentially get back to their little home base by the river, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and they practice with the fire does the water scroll. Mm. He's good at, and she yells at him like a real. Oh, that's level. when she gets really wound up about it. Okay, that's yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, she's like, "Oh, you're the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so naturally gifted." It's and not he, being he, he, his, his eyebrows quiver. She's not being she an says, asshole. Oh, she's just being a well-rounded sorry. character. Mm. There's a difference. Mmm. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think she was she was being an asshole yelling at him. Well, yeah, no, no, that's why I like this character because they're not like, especially because like the first all the way up until this point, Katara's been kind of rel relatively, you know, she's just been like a very nice girl and very understanding. It's kind of nice to see a Katara could just be like, mm, fuck you, you know, she's got her own limits and stuff. She really does kind of like really growl it. Ang in this episode. Yeah, Damn. she yells though. Yeah. I'm not You're saying so it's bad. You're so naturally gifted. No. Yeah, I'm not saying that like the way they're acting is bad for the storytelling. Oh, and I know. But... They just got quite a burst of of people <laughs> boom bullholes. Yeah. She gives him the scroll and is like, "Here, you take it. I I sure don't have it because I'm just gonna be a butthole if I keep on practicing it. It's like practice together. Maybe you could learn from the Avatar. Or something like Would yeah, it be cool to say I learned this move from the Avatar? Swallow your pride and learn in tandem. Yeah. yeah. But no, but yeah. But at night, she gets up and she sneaks away to do it. Oh, wait. First, uh, what happened is um, Zuko's group go on to the, the find... Uh, he doesn't find the lotus piece that he was looking for, the uncle, but they do get on the pirate boat to look on there for stuff, and they overhear them saying the bald kid with the arrow on his head, yeah, and they're like, oh, we'll go find, help you find him or whatever. It's enough to give Zoot to, like, they start, like, searching the local forest to look for, uh, yeah, Aang. Yeah, they've traveled along the river because if they got a, a water squirrel, they're going to be practicing a, water on the river. That's a clever bit of logic right there. It's like, yeah, what, like, of course, that's going to be practicing stuff. So, I don't Man, if they had been smart, the, the kids would have flown as far away from there as possible. Well, to that do their becomes shit. in a little bit of an issue later with the Jet episode where, like, fucking, like, the sock is like, we can't always fly because that's how they're tracking us. We gotta walk. But yeah, but you think just to get the hell out of there. Especially, yeah, because if they're not that far from town, yeah, why not just, like, just fly, like, a couple miles away? Get, get with it, get, get it so you're at least without. Not within walking distance of the town, so nobody can happen across you in the forest, and yeah. So anyway, yeah. especially because it's pirates looking for them. I could see if it was just like the like the normal owner of a store, but like you got bloodthirsty pirates looking for you. Like yeah, get the hell out of yeah. Dodge when you can. But yeah. But when the boys are asleep, she sneaks away to practice it and starts swearing and cursing <laughs> up a storm, and that lets uh, Zuko's group here, and then they capture her. Oh no. Yeah. He's like, like, they tie her to a tree, and he's like, hey, I'll give you back your mommy's necklace if you tell us where they are. Because I think she left her necklace, previous, like, when yeah, they were... Previous episode. Yeah, the previous Well, I was I think they, he found it on the prison barge, I believe. But I don't know how he knew it was hers. Well, I, I can't remember how well he had seen her before. I can't remember, even though we're just watching this stuff right now, I'm not quite sure exactly what... Zuko knows about Aang and his group other than Aang is there. And, yeah. well, I guess he did he, he did meet the other characters when he showed up at, at uh, Sokka and mm. Katara's village at the beginning, so he would know that they, at least they're of the Water Tribe, maybe he doesn't know that, like, either Katara or Sokka are waterbenders, but, like, although, I guess, well, I was about to say, if, 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 if they stole a waterbending scroll, you could assume that one of them would be a waterbender, but I forgot, like, that that would be as much for Aang as it would be anyone that he's traveling with but this is this is a bit of a scene because um uh, the, this is the first little bit of stuff in the series that really kind of fed what became a major thing within the avatar fandom which was zuko and katara shippers yeah. and this is a, for the, for the first because like he gets her tied up 
and he's like whispering in her ear about like, "Hey, I've got." What I've is got... wrong with people? But I'm just saying this became a, this became a mighty force within the fandom that people yeah were super hard up yeah for Zuko and Katara to get together. How old are they? Yeah, they're both like 15, <laughs> so it's not like allowing it. They they both should, should have at least have like two wispy little pubic hairs, but. Yeah, but because she's tied up and he's got her mom's necklace and he's all like, remember, there's a whole thing. Like, I, I specifically remember people pointing to this scene as like the first thing where they're like, mm, I'd like to see more of that, please. Mm. But what happens? Like, like he's like, yeah, so Katara. They they go into the forest to start find, let's look for well, that's... the other two guys, well, the, the pirates. Z do. Yeah, um, Zuko is, is, is offering Katara the necklace if she'll give up the, the whereabouts of Aang. Because because yeah. they caught her in the middle of the forest, they're not that close to the, I guess, their camp. But then they go out looking for, yeah, for Aang. And uh, they find them, and they catch them very easily with some nets. Yeah. They, they just job, have, like, Avatar. these net dart things, yeah. The pirates were able to catch these kids, but Zuko still can't, because I guess he's just bad at his job. It is weird so, that, like, you've got pirates and Zuko and Uncle Iroh and all these, like, firebenders, and, like, they're still having a hard time, like, keeping Aang and his buddies under control. Well, <clears throat> Sokka does the smart thing, where, so, the pirates finally capture Aang and Sokka, and they bring them together. So, all the characters are finally together in one place, and they're about, to, the pirates are about to hand over... Sokka and Aang over to Zuko in exchange for the waterbending scroll because that's that's the deal they struck is that like Aang or, or Zuko will give the waterbending scroll back to the pirates in exchange for uh who like I don't think they realized that they were capturing the avatar but then Sokka's like no yeah that, that that's how Sokka fucking sticks a fork in the toaster in this whole situation where he, like as, right when they're about to make the exchange for Aang and the scroll uh, Sokka's all like, oh, you're gonna give up the Avatar for the waterbending scroll? Like, as much as that waterbending yeah. scroll could get you, you could you could easily retire for the uh, for the reward that the, the Fire Lord will give you if, if you uh, give him uh, the, the Avatar. And so, of course, the pirates being <laughs> craven motherfuckers, they suddenly decide that they're gonna walk away with Aang, and then the yeah, Zuko gets upset and attacks and becomes Hulker Buffle. Mm-hmm. So everybody's fighting smoke bombs and stuff and random blades slicing off Aang's bonds. Yeah. And... There's funny gags of like, because like it's all smoke bombs, <laughs> like Aang is like in the middle of the smoke and like he can hear Sokka calling out to him like, where are you Aang? And he's like, oh, I'm right here and they can't find each other. So Aang uses his airbending to whirl away the smoke and suddenly he, reala he realizes he's in the middle of the fracas. And then he's like, oh shit, and then he uses his airbending to rush the smoke back in so he can keep on hiding. And it's all, it's, it's all very... The whole rest of this episode is just goofy, like, pseudo-fighting, hiding, just like hijinks and shit like yeah. that, you know? Mm -hmm. The kids take off running while everybody's fighting, and they try to push a giant boat back into the water. What are you doing? I don't know where Appa is supposed to be. I guess when the pirates captured Aang and Sokka, it was far enough that Appa's just, like, didn't notice what was happening, because you think they would just run back to Camp Hop on a Appa and get the hell out of there. But no, instead, like, yeah, their only way out of this seems to be, like, yeah, if, if Aang and Katara could use their waterbending together, it's very kind of like, oh, because now they have to work together. It's very much mm -hmm. like, you know, the, 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 the moral of the whole episode is they have to work together and be nice to each other. So, yeah, to use their skills to lift the water back into the boat. 
Alright, lift the boat yeah. back into the water and steal the pirate ship away from the pirates. Yeah, and the pirates give chase on Zuko's boat. Everybody's chasing and fighting. Pirates get thrown off the boat, but there's a waterfall that's out there. There is also a moment right that. when uh the pirates steal Zuko's boat that the one of the pirates on the boat is oh, yeah. totally about the moon. Zuko, yeah. but they cut away, which I starts, thought was kind of... Starts the animation of it, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty cute, but... Uh, yeah, so it just becomes like this little bit of a race for your life, Charlie Brown River race for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And they funny. combined their powers to slow down going over the waterfall, but that's, then the other boat rams them. That's actually kind of impressive, the fact that they're able to stop a giant, like, Hong Kong junk from going over the edge of a waterfall. With just water bending, because that's got to be a lot of they like yeah. Ang and Katara create uh, two whirl, two twin like whirlpools that keep the the, the boat from going over. But yeah, then they get bright broadsided by a Zuko steamboat ship, and the whole thing goes over. Every everybody just goes over the edge of the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. they fall to their deaths, and this show ends. <laughs> no, Ang blows his whistle, and the the the. The buffalo bison thing saves them. Yay! Papa. Which you could totally yeah. uh, obviously was good. Yeah. Yep. yep. Only and the they... smallest of five-year-olds yeah. would be surprised <laughs> that the that the, the bison whistle comes back. Yeah. But it's it's, it's you're gonna laugh because the uncle had the lotus piece in his sleeve the whole time. <laughs> and the soundtrack goes wah 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 wah. It totally does the <laughs> honk honk like yeah. Oh. And as the kids fly away, uh, she says she's kind of sad she doesn't have the scroll, but look, Sokka has it. And he's like, what did you learn? And she says, stealing is wrong. And then she gets the scroll and says, unless it's from a pirate. And Aang says, good one. <laughs> is it? Aang, Aang? your standards are is way that a good too one? slow. Because it's not even a, it's not even really a joke. It's just kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the FCC had to tell them that, like, you can't say stealing is good unless, like, yeah, unless it's from a pirate. But, like... <laughs> it's the show stealing from a pirate is very dangerous and you probably shouldn't do it's it it's not like man ang is the easiest audience ever like in terms of entertaining ang yeah <laughs> i mean to be fair he's been frozen in ice for a hundred years he's, he's a little behind the times he's very yeah. easy to please in terms of quote-unquote jokes and shit like that but so yeah that's the waterbending scroll so yeah, yeah. I, like i said i liked it because you finally get to see Katara be a little be a little bit less sanctimonious and be. You, you see that uh, Katara's got got you know got her own limits and she could be a little bit of an asshole too. I thought that was a good thing mm. that we saw. That ah. Yeah. You also like assholes though. This is very story. As as a professional asshole, <laughs> I am drawn to other assholes. So. Mm. Uh. So yeah. What the? Now's the time for Jet. Jet. Yeah. The Cowboy Bebop wannabe episode. Yeah. Is it? I haven't seen. Well, Cowboy Bebop oh, you've never seen Cowboy Bebop, or at least not. No, a long time. I, no, I've never seen it. I've always wanted to. I just never got around. I mean, to only it. in that like the main character, the title character Jet, is very much like styled after the main character from Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Uh, not the computer, androgynous computer kid Cowboy Bebop, the main guy, the purple suited guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is the Robin Hood, Peter Pan, Cowboy Bebop episode. Mm. Um. So now they're in some woods, freeing animals from Fire Nation traps or whatever the kids are. And... Sucker, 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 sucker. 
Sucker says, no more flying because the Fire Nation probably keeps seeing this big bison in the sky. Which is probably not wrong. And it's a very, like, yeah, it's a hard to hide when you're flying a, like a five-ton bison through the air everywhere, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, how are they going to, I mean, yeah, on ocean, they can kind of just chase you in a straight line. But if you fly, fly right. Yeah, if you fly over mountains and fly. stuff like that, you're right. And it's yeah. not like, it's not like it seems like anyone's got any flying machines that can come after you or anything like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, his instincts tell them he walked. Get ready for a lot of talk of instincts. The, that's the crux of the show is is Sokka it talking stinks. about his instincts, and it's his instincts at the end that saved the day. But like, yeah, this is essentially the people should maybe trust Sokka's instincts more often. Episode, which I guess this kind of makes this the flip side of the Kyoshi Island episode, where it's all about like Sokka's being an asshole. Like, everyone should mm. ignore Sokka if they can. This is the other thing where it's like, okay, maybe Sokka's not always got the wrong idea of all that. Maybe he knows what he's doing every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. He says he's the leader. Yeah, that's yes, a little bit of a... That. Yeah. And so Katara totally walk. takes umbrage at that. And she's like, not not every organization needs to be a leader. Yeah, which is funny because that they comes walk. back to bite her in the ass in a little bit. Yeah. They walk following his instincts, and his instincts lead him right into a Fire Nation camp. Uh oh. Well, no. It is totally a want want joke because he's in the middle of saying the words like, hey, as long as we don't run into the Fire Nation, and he pushes through bushes, and there's 15,000 Fire Nation guys. Yeah. But they get saved by a book by a group of cool dudes. Ironically, it's Rufio and his gang of Lost Boys because it's funny because mm. Zuko is Rufio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. What'd you think about the action of this? Uh, it was animated fairly well. Yeah, I, I do like... Yeah. Uh, fucking Jet seems to be the first person in the show who seems to be actually kind of a just competent fighter without, like, being a bender. Um, mm. Yeah, and he's got, like, a whole bunch of... There's, it's totally the Lost Boys. Uh, it's like there's they, they've all got yeah. wacky names like Smeller B and Fart Vision and Applejack yeah. and shit like that. They've got a big Little John dude. His name is Pipsqueak, who mm -hmm. like when he introduces himself, like who was it? Like I think Sokka's like, oh, that's Aang. a funny Jang. Oh, yeah, he's like, no, you yeah, think Aang's my like, name is funny? Yeah. And Ang says, yeah, and he's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> but yeah, no, Jet's. I, but, you know, Jet is supposed I, to be after. Yeah, go ahead. Watching this episode twice, it is. He doesn't kill any of these dudes. Wouldn't not these he dudes. Yeah, that's these dudes. Really, that's. The I mean, thing. it's a kids. It's a kids show for babies, so that's he can't. That's but... the only reason why it takes the characters that long to cop onto the fact that Jet's a bit of a psychopath. Well, yeah. you can even argue he's not really a psychopath. He's just doing what it takes to get the fucking firebenders out of there. But yeah, if 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 this were quote unquote real life. He would just be murdering these guys, because that's the whole point of his character, is that he doesn't care about murdering firebenders because they've fucked up the Earth Kingdom. But yeah. uh, for some reason, when he's rescued... Unless unless this is his way, because they do show that like Jet is very savvy about winning people, mm. flattering people, and winning them over to his side. So unless it was one of those things where <clears throat> right before they attacked, he could have been like to his buddies, like, okay, I know normally we would kill these guys, but maybe we like we could lure these people over our side if we just kind of jump down and like beat the bad guys up rather than killing them because that'll scare these guys off too so. fire nation got the shit kicked in by a bunch of children i don't think the fire nation's as scary as this <laughs> well, that's another thing is that like <laughs> yeah i guess you could argue i don't know if we see any of those fire nation soldiers bending so maybe they're just like normal troops and not like fire bending troops but yeah 
They are a bunch of fucking 12 year olds in the forest. Yeah, fucking, it is fucking Lost Boys shit. They got their ass kicked by the Lost Boys, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I guess one of the things that, like, the part of their loot from, like, raiding this uh, firebender camp is, like, they've a couple barrels of blasting jelly, which that yeah. becomes a plot point. And candy later. jelly. You don't get them mixed up. Yeah. And you know, Jet is super cool, because literally he is never shown. Not without, like, the little fucking strand of grass in his mouth. Yeah. Because oh, that's so, totally... That makes him so... That's like... <laughs> that's like the... We can't have him have sunglasses. No, but so... it is like the most middle school idea of what's cool. <laughs> it is totally... Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the cute thing, because Katar is totally taken. Well, there's a thing where he, like... Jet's like, okay, we saved you guys' life. You want to come back to my hideout? It's super cool. And they're like, oh, what hideout? We don't see any hideout. And he's like, it's up in the trees. And so everyone, well, Sokka, they have to lower a rope so Sokka can get, like, dragged up into the forest retreat. Uh, Aang could just fly up there. So Jet's like, hey, Katara, grab onto me and we'll all hike both of ourselves up there. And while mm -hmm. they're both, both being lifted up to the tree, tree fort, like, <laughs> they, <laughs> literally it's like rose-colored glasses appears over the picture frame as, like, Katara's blushing as she's holding onto Jet. And it's all like, oh, so... And, mm -hmm. yeah, it's totally, they've got an Ewok village up in the, up in the trees. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who lives there has been affected by the Fire Nation. His, Jet's parents were killed by the Fire Nation. It's yeah. very sad. And they can bond over that because her parents were killed by the Fire Nation, too. Those things. I mean... Fire Nation's trying to take over the world, but they, they can stop them. Their children. So, Aang's group is gonna leave, but Jet says he needs Sokka on an important mission tomorrow and that strokes his ego enough that they'll yeah so jet's obviously trying to recruit these guys to actually join the gang which makes sense because they're the, the right age group and everything like as, as, as everyone yeah. else in the gang so yeah so this is the start of like jet kind of flattering everyone to his side yeah. mm -hmm. the next day they're waiting to ambush some fire nation warriors in the forest and like Sokka pushes his sword into a, a tree and puts his ear against it so he can hear better, and I thought that was gonna come up again, but it Yeah, because it's such a very specific kind of thing, and it's actually such, like, it almost seems to be a thing that, like, I know, like, Sokka was supposed to be kind of a hunter when he was down in the water tribe, but that's such, like, such, like... He was, st <laughs> he was, he was sticking his... His blades into trees all the time at the frozen. I was about to say this seems a little advanced for like yeah. Where did he? That that seems like such like a super hardcore Rambo. Like I learned this at like my ninja camp kind of like little bit of training that like yeah it's just yeah I don't know where Sokka picked that up from but it doesn't seem like it's necessarily wrong but he does somehow sticking a knife into a tree does tell him that a little old man is slowly coming down the down the path like from a mile away. Yeah, so they yeah, ambush this little like, old man. He's like, no, wait, it's just an old man. And they're like, no, he's Fire Nation. We're going to get him. And he's like, no, don't do it. He's just old and decrepit. And they're like, no, we're going to do it. And then they walk away. Oh, oh you, you <laughs> didn't do it. Doesn't Sokka, like, convince them not to kill the old man? I guess. Because, I mean, well, that becomes it, a plot point at the end. Yeah, I, I feel like... He didn't really they convince him. He's the just dude, like, I think that's yeah. instead of killing him, they just rob him, and like it even ends with like I'm watching it now, and like it ends with like Sokka does convince them not to kill the old man, 
And the guy's just on his hands and knees looking at Sokka like, Bleh. And like, that's the end of the scene. It's, it doesn't have a real end end to it. It's just kind of like sad and weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, uh, Sokka tells his sister and Angua happened, but she's like, I want to hear that side of the story. Yeah, she's it's like, totally... Come on. Yeah. Come on. I mean, they have done a pretty good job setting up that like, Katara and Sokka are not always... You know, on the same wavelength. Well, they kind of hate each other, it seems. <laughs> Did, you had four sisters? You should be used to this kind of thing of, like, yeah, siblings we all got not along. getting along. Well, I mean, maybe that's just me having well. a sister who would have... My sister would have easily stabbed me in the back for a fucking cold can of Coke, so I'm used to this idea that like, having <laughs> yeah. a sibling would fuck you over in a heartbeat, but, like... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, she totally, she's just like, Sokka, you're a fucking idiot. I absolutely trust this sexy boy Jet with my life. And like, mm. somehow, fucking Jet is like, oh, we could, we, like, oh, because they robbed the guy instead of killing him. He's like, oh, we found in this guy's bag a knife Look, with he was poison. an assassin. He's yeah. got a knife with a vial inside the handle because he was going to stab me and then I guess poison <laughs> me too. I guess he was going to pour the poison into the wound? Because you yeah. think the, the knife itself should be enough to, like... Is this a prop yeah. that Jet made? Just so when everyone accuses him of, like, beating up someone who's unjustified, he's always just like, No, but look, I found this crazy poison knife on the person. I was justified. <laughs> Sokka's like, why does it say Jet on the <laughs> exactly, handle? Exactly, yeah. Why does the poison taste like... Is that, is, is that, like... Is that cherry Coke? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, we knew it, you silly so-and-so Sokka, you just, Jet was right all the time. Yeah. Look at him. This is pretty, because I know Jet decides that, like, Sokka needs to be taken out. But you wrote notes, so I'll let you, yeah. So Sokka leaves in a huff to pack his things. Jet tells the other two, oh, man, he sucks balls, but I really need your help. Fire Nation's going to burn down our entire forest just to take care of us eight kids. And I need you to bend some water to fill the reservoir so we can help fight the fire. And they agree to do that. They want to help. So, uh... And then she goes in, grumps at her brother that they aren't leaving because they want to help everybody. And grump, grump, grump. So at night, Sokka sees people leaving the camp. He follows them, sees they're going to use the blasting jelly to explode the dam. Which will get rid of the Fire Nation. But in doing so, it'll also kill all of the Earth nation people in the village is that what it is i kind of remember it was just purely a fire nation village but like i it's also just as much as the fact there's like women and children and stuff like down in the village too it's not just like it, an army yeah, it's, a, it's not just an army installation but it's like there's civilians there too yeah well yeah it's a, they, they mentioned earlier that it's a earth village earth uh whatever village that got taken over the fire nation yeah. showed up and took it over oh, okay, so okay, i guess okay. there's some mixture so but then Jed, he gets caught, and uh, Jed says, that's the price for getting rid of the Fire Nation. What a twist! The kid was a butthole the whole time! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Who Is this before or after he tells his guys, like, go take care of Sokka? And Sokka uh, just kind of That's after the commercial break. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sokka kind of vanishes for the rest of the episode. Or I can't yeah. remember, there's a thing, do you actually, you actually see them, they take tells Sokka crew... into the forest. Yeah, he tells the crew to take him for a long walk. Long walk, yeah. Of course, they can't say we're going to kill him, but... Oh, Sokka tricks the guys into running into same, some of the same traps that the animals were yeah. at the beginning that they were yeah. rescuing the animals from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but Sokka disappears the rest of the episode. And by the rest of the episode, I mean for like the last three minutes of the episode where... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he Jet has uh, Aang and Katara fill the reservoir with water from underground steam. Which is nice first. because he is taking advantage of the fact that they both can water bend now. Which does like mm. lead indirectly from like the previous episode with that Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, oh, she's Katara's like, hey, okay, well after we're done, we'll meet you at the reservoir, and he's like, uh no. No, um, um No, you'd probably be best if you went back to camp. Yeah. I'll meet you back yeah, there. Yeah, you should do that. Don't bother watching what's gonna happen to this whole valley in the next ten minutes, yeah. If you hear an explosion, I just I had a lot of beans for dinner. <laughs> if you see a and... bunch of ba dead babies floating in the water at the base of the trees at camp, uh that was that that that's just uh, the local Toys R Us exploded. Don't pay attention to that. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, hell, the guys... Time passes, and she's like, hey, we finished early. Let's go meet him at the reservoir. That's I'm what sure he'll was. be happy okay. to see us because we finished early, even though he did not give us a timeline. <laughs> we don't have clocks. It's <laughs> like, how do we ever meet up for anything? But yeah, what, they see that, like, the the other Lost Boys There's... have, like, parked the blasting gel by the base of the dam, and the Aang realizes what's yeah. about to happen. Aang is like, he gonna blow up the dam. And she says, oh, he wouldn't do that. And well, no, Katara girl, says... Girl, come on! Katara says, the dam what? And then until it turns into five minutes of who's on first. Mm. The dam, the dam. Why are you swearing, Aang? Oh, no. And then, yeah, they're, they're, they, they, they go into that comedy routine for so long. The dam explodes and everyone dies. And that's the end of it. Yeah. No, but like, yeah. So. Aang's gonna fly down and stop them. and But Jet's there to stop him. But I am so confused as to what Aang's air powers are capable of making him do. Sometimes it can make him jump for 50 miles. Sometimes it can slow him down when he's falling. Sometimes he has to use his flight thing to fly. Sometimes he can twirl like a helicopter. Sometimes he doesn't need it at all. I don't know. Yeah. I think the, I think the creators of the show are still in the early stages of figuring out exactly what Aang's power set is in terms of with the airbending, because, yeah, he tends to either not be able to do stuff or forgets to do stuff that would save him another. Like, there's even a thing where, like, I'm watching it now, he, like, falls 20 feet out of a tree and just lands flat on his fucking ass. Yeah. Like, that, which, if, if this were not a cartoon, that would have killed someone in real life, but, like, uh, yeah, no, there, there, there's, yeah, but, but, but it is, I mean, it is a cool fight between him. It's not even really a fight, it's just Jet Triss trying to kill Aang. While Aang is yeah. trying to run away through this stuff. Because Aang, for some reason, says, I don't want to fight you. No, he's a dickhead. Like, no, you gotta fight, on, yeah, fight him to put him down long enough so he can get the hell away. But yeah, it turns into, like, more of a chase that does not, like... It's 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 not until Aang gets knocked out of the trees. It's actually, I mean, it's a very nicely staged chase between uh, Jet and uh, Aang. Especially because, like, yeah, Jet's doing all this crazy shit because he's got the hooked swords. Which, actually, that, that, that results in a lot of cool fighting in this episode. Is Jet's hooked swords, so he's... Constantly, which is kind of the funny thing, because he uses the hooked swords to disarm people more often than not, which lets him not kill people when he's first introduced, which is, yeah, as I've pointed out, is a little actually out of character for Jet. But yeah, no, but like like Jet swinging from the trees, the fact that he can like outmaneuver like an airbender in the middle of this forest is actually pretty impressive. But it does make Aang look like pretty incompetent, though. But yeah, it isn't until uh, both those guys get on the ground that like, Katara finally uses her water bending to freeze um Jet to a tree. Which I think this is only the second time we've seen Katara do ice stuff, because I think in the previous episode, 
um, when she was stealing the waterbending scroll, she fucked up a couple of the pirates by freezing a patch of water on the ground mm-hmm. into ice, and they slipped on that. And her, this is like, this show is just starting to introduce the fact that, like, it's not just water, but that she can actually change the state of water. Yeah. But yeah, that's that that that's what finally incapacitates Jet is she freezes Jet to a tree. Yeah, and instead of saying something like, "Hey, remember how your parents were killed by the Fire Nation? How many parents do you think you're about to exactly, kill?" Yeah, that would have been yeah. a nice. Yeah, but that yeah. But no, he just whistles, and then they're like, "There's an arrow gets shot into the sky." Which, if only they had an airbender, they could blow it off the trajectory. <laughs> Yeah, what are you gonna do? But instead, Angus sits there, kind of watches all this happen while going, "Goo, <laughs> yeah, yeah." I guess Sokka's their only hope now. Yay! And it turns out that, like, well, the town—I mean, I, I, they do the, the damn blows of, like, up. That bloom does fuck up. That that town gets destroyed. But then you suddenly, can tell it's devastating because it's a little dolly. That's the of, yeah, and Lou showing in each shoulder. You never want to see a dolly floating in water, and you never see want to see a ball bouncing in the street in slow motion. Because I mean, kid got hit by a car. So it's always hit by a car. Couldn't have been anything else but a car. Yeah, you had to get hit by a car. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Media mix things up a little bit. Like I understand there's a certain audiovisual language to things, but Jesus Christ. And you always know that somebody got a phone call where somebody died when it's just the phone drops drops in slow motion, lands on a quarter, no. and then kind of goes. Man, I've like there's been like at least half a dozen things I've seen in this last week where someone had a nightmare, and they just like sit up like straight edged in bed. They just like sit up straight up like, <gasps> and like I have never had that happen to no. me. Like I don't think like I don't think you're, it's even physically possible to go from being dead asleep to suddenly being like sitting straight up going <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. yeah things that only happen in the movies but yeah so but yeah it turns out Sokka <sighs> yeah he... he shows up on the bison and he's like hey guess what loser I got everybody out of the village they didn't believe me at first but there was this old man from earlier he vouched for me and I got everybody out of there you lose loser yeah he somehow then... miraculously saved everyone in like five minutes mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Jet's like, "Oh, you're a traitor," and Sokka's like, "No, but you though, because you stopped defending innocent people, even though he probably never did defend innocent." Yeah, people. I was about to say they might be overestimating how good Jet was to begin with, but yeah. What? So they fly off into the sky to leave Jet there to kill many more innocent people. I'm assuming. Yeah. Just live his life. That's and what well, without any big, repercussions. I can't, I can't remember if you pointed out, but the, the thing that like got Sokka to convince everyone that he was serious and that he wasn't fucking with him was the fact that the old man that he saved from Jet earlier in the episode was the guy who says, okay, yeah, this guy's actually serious. And so yeah. Sokka's a little bit of compassion at the beginning of the episode helps save the day, too, on top of, like, Sokka actually the actions at the end of it. But yeah, they fly off, and, like, of mm-hmm. course, the point of the episode is people should trust Sokka's instincts, but then, like, it turns out they're flying the wrong way, and he's like, oh, I guess we shouldn't always trust my instincts, and they fly off. So, yeah, I, 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 there's some cool action in that episode. Even though Jet is so cartoonishly, quote-unquote, cool, the most middle middle school trapper keeper version of cool. 
But yeah. Oh, he would totally be in the front of a, somebody's trapper keeper. Oh, uh, totally. I'm sure. Hanging up in their locker, Teen Bop style. I'm sure there was probably like a handful of kids who watched this the, the, this episode and was new and went to middle school the next day. They put a little piece of grass between their teeth and were trying to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm cool." But yeah, then people are like, "What are you else is like, hey, my dog, my dog pissed on that grass." <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. So now and... it's time for the Great Divide. Man, Yay! what a good episode. It's. The episode where even the creators were like, well, that was nothing. <laughs> Starts off with these super likable characters being super likable to each other, arguing about semantics. Because? Puts up tarps. Because it could rain, so let's put up the tarp, but it's not gonna rain, so we'll use it as a blanket. But it could rain. Yeah. Great. Great. And then Aang shows up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you guys just switched jobs. And, that, that, and then they're like, wow, you're a great negotiator you did you should that should be the theme of the episode yay you're the peacemaker eh and then they might they, they meet people who are arguing as stupidly as gang and katara and Sokka were they get well first they get to the great divide which is just the grand canyon and they're yeah. ready to fly over it when some real big asshole comes running yelling about how he was there first and the guide and this and that and this guy sucks ass yeah is this the guy voiced by Odo from Star Trek, right? No, the, no, it's not. Oh, it's just like another little... He's not, oh, okay, that's yeah, right. He's just, the, he's just one of that clan, but he's not the leader yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's waiting for his rest of his tribe, and there's another tribe. But that's not his tribe, that's the filthy other tribe. They're the filthy oh, teddy bear assholes. tribe? Like, the oh, leaders look yeah. like this fat lady with, like, little ears? Like, even the character yeah. design in this episode isn't necessarily very good. They've yeah. been his tribe's enemies for a hundred years. Boy, I was sure hope that there's something else in this episode <laughs> that's like a hundred years old at least. I do like the reveal at the end. I did. That's the yeah. one only good thing in this episode is the fact that Aang lies to fix the situation. Mm. But yeah. Um. But so the Earth bending. They start insulting each other and uh, and. Or first, he starts insulting them right away. And that's a good way to get your ass thrown into the Great Divide by this <laughs> pack of, like, cavemen. Yeah, they're they cave just ladies. like cavemen. I guess I yeah. guess both of these groups were, like, once from the same village, but, like, like, and now they're they're trying to escape the Fire Kingdom, or the, the, the Earth Kingdom, because the Firebenders have made them, like, fucked up their town and turned them into refugees, so they're, that's where they're trying to get across this Grand Canyon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you've got the super haughty fucking elves of fucking Lothlorien versus like the, the fucking dwarves of yeah. cavemen people are being all like, and just nine tenths of this episode are just these people insulting each other. And it's like, who? Like, there's no character stuff in this episode. No. It's all just like people you don't know just sniping at each other while like just walking through these rocky backgrounds. And it's just, mm. yeah, it's just 20 minutes. It's just who gives a shit? The earthbending guide shows up to take people across. Yeah, this Wolford Bremley-looking motherfucker with his mustache yeah. that kind of looks like the same fake mustache that Aang had when they were in Elmashu. So watching this again, I was like, wait, is this like guy pretending to be old or what's going on? No, that's just <laughs> the character design. He loves his oatmeal. And the one guy's <laughs> like, I was saving a spot for my tribe. And he's like, I can't take anybody who's not here. And then, But then that guy's tribe shows up, a bunch of hoity-toity motherfuckers yeah. looking all prim and proper and like a bunch of... I... Hey... They look like they suck ass real good. These guys totally subscribe to a prepackaged meal preparation service. These guys are totally, <laughs> you know, 
They they can't be bothered to go to the supermarket. They have to like have oh, like man. you know. They don't even use the promo code for Blue Apron. No, they, pay full they, price. they can pay full price and they don't care. And, they, and it's not even they making the it's their maid makes the, the the fucking Blue Apron meals for them. Yeah, fuck these guys. And randomly, <laughs> yeah. there's a whole thing about how they can't take food into the canyon because there's these monsters who will t attack them to get the food. Not even insinuating that the monsters will eat them, but that the monsters are just like. Somehow the monsters know not to eat people, but will just eat snacks that they might know. bring into the canyon. Yeah. yeah. They all argue over who gets to go across first, but the skeleton from the last unicorn tells them they have... Ah, yeah, there we go. Across. I knew we had a better reference for that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but the other tribe has sick people. And he says, maybe you wouldn't be so sick if you weren't such slobs. And they zing them back with maybe you Gangas wouldn't be so if you weren't so clean you wouldn't live to be so old. Zing! You really got him. Good job. Wow! You I can't it. believe this is supposed to be entertainment for children. Just watching two people <laughs> yell at each other like this. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and Katara's like, "Well, Ang, I guess you got to make these idiots get along." <laughs> and Ang's like, "I don't know, man." Like, they've been fighting for a hundred years. And she's like, ah, blah, 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 and steps forward and is like, listen up, assholes. This is the Avatar. He's gonna make you guys figure all this out. Go ahead, Aang. Katara, what are you doing? <laughs> this is... Like, <laughs> Aang's gonna... so trepidation. And then you were like, no, you could do it. Yeah, a uh, Katara, not such a great hype man for the Avatar here. Yeah, <laughs> no, you gotta... Yeah, this no. is, if he's gonna heal these people, it has to be more of a natural process. He can't just be like... Hey guys, hold up. Uh, th this random, this random twelve-year-old is gonna fix all of your like intergenerational foundational problems. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, "Just travel together," and they all say, "Ew, gross, no." But Aang then yells at them. Okay, listen up, dinguses. Appa's gonna fly your sick and elderly across, and everybody else has to walk together. So, okay, I guess they'll do that, even though they didn't want to do that. They'll do that now. Yeah, I do love the hand wavy bit of way of like with like. Because it becomes a big thing that everyone's hungry later and stuff like that, and, like, they shouldn't be taking... Again, the food becomes a plot point. And yeah. they just hand wave, like, because you think if you do, like, like these people, it's supposed to be an entire town moving, you would have sick and elderly who need to eat and have supplies. And yeah. so in order to make sure, like, they hand wave that part away, they're just like, okay, anyone who would actually need food, we're just going to be put on the fucking APA, and they'll just, we'll just meet them on the other yeah. side of the, the ravine. So technically, it's their, I guess that's their yeah. healthiest people going down into, into the canyon, but yeah. And Katara tells Aang, you're the Avatar. Making peace is your job. I guess making peace is his job now. We decided that. Well, that is supposed to be. That is the Avatar's thing. Mm. It is, because, like, I mean, I mean, that's... He, he, he... The Avatar is supposed to learn the four elements as part of, but like... It does, it isn't is he supposed to learn the four elements to beat people up? It's, Kinda. That's the terrible okay. thing. Is that like, yeah, your job as the Making Avatar peace through violence. isn't just to learn the elements, but it's because you have so, you can back yourself up when you have to fight anyone from any of the four nations. That's kind of the terrible thing about the Avatar thing. But yeah, that is supposed to be the Avatar's job is the harbinger of peace. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I guess they haven't maybe articulated that well. If if that seems to be such a random thing in this episode, but yeah. So I guess they just haven't really focused focused on it that will become so. more of a thing in the future though yeah, yeah. so <sighs> earthbender tells him no food in the canyon it attracts deadly predators and everybody's appalled to go a whole day a whole without day. food that's the thing it's also like both of these groups are so mortified by going a whole day without food that like 
says a fat guy you can't eat, you know, like, you know, I can't, I can't throw too many stones there. But, yeah, if it means, like, saving yourselves and just getting to the other side of the canyon, like, f fucking do it. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, the Earthbender man's even like, you hope, you fucking babies can go one day without food. You want to be hungry or dead? So yeah. they all start eating. Then they head down to the canyon, and then the Earthbender makes paths and gives them tours of the various places, destroys the path after them. And then the, the old uh, Earthbender man gets attacked by a spider ant thingy, Mababo giant ant thing. And fights it off the canyon crawler. There's bound to be more, because there's always more. And also, that Earthbender man got his ding-dang arms broken! Both of his arms! He can't Earthbend no it's more! It's the most, like... I don't know how he got both of his arms broken. We see later on, like, both of his arms are in splints. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's like, holy Jesus H. Christ! That would... <laughs> and the guy seems to hand it, wave, wave it off pretty well. Like, Katara well, has he does with... say, I don't want to die in this canyon. I don't want to become part of the food chain. But, like, man, you break both your arms at the same time. I'd be screaming, especially if you're living in a world before, <laughs> like, fucking, like, Advil was a thing. Holy shit. But no, yeah. he's just... Well, it's also weird, too, because what we've seen of earthbending so far is mostly just, like, kicking at the ground. Like, it... you should be able to still kind of earthbend, even if even if you don't have access to your, the use of your arms. You should be able to do some kind of stuff, but... Yeah, who knows, but yeah, so... Yeah. And so, and and also, everybody starts blaming each other for bringing food in, so Aang has them split up, down two separate paths. And Sokka and Katara will go with each one to see if they can figure out why they hate each other so much. Yeah, and they're, they're totally just mirroring what the tri... The, 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 the split between the tribes is totally mirroring the split between Sokka. The arbitrary split between so uh, Sokka and Katara from the beginning of this episode. Yeah, she even gets sent with the prim and proper tribe, and he gets sent with the slobs. What is, what is he? Got? Well, man, the show totally making a character judgment on Sokka that he ends up automatically going with the slobs, but yeah. Yeah. Fucking animal that house night, shit going on. That night, the hoity-toity group eats food. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Because their oh, whole no, reasoning is like, of course the slobs are eating, so you why don't should think we... think those sneaky janks didn't smuggle food, too? Why should they? We follow the rules when the other group isn't following them, we assume. And Katara says, well, I guess it's okay if everyone's doing it. What? No. Katara kind of like, no, that's, that's not the lesson principles. we should be learning. Yeah. No. And on the flip side, Sokka's just like, okay, yeah, whatever, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, meat, I love it. Stuff in my face. And then so, uh, she asks, why do you hate the Jang so much? And the animation style changes. The some the ancestors of this had an orb, and he had to take it from the east to west for some sort of ritual. And then that Jang guy attacked them and took that orb, and we never forgave them. Wow, that's a really stupid reason for being a racist piece of shit. Yeah, just generic story. So the other orb too is so lame. Oh, it's so and like, man, you could have come up with some other some reason to kinda... hate somebody for a hundred years. Well, that's but... the, like, that's find out the reason for the just divide between the characters. It shows like, like, really, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So the other group has a so story, and uh, he that that guy Jang or whatever found the guy with the orb, but he was hurt or something, and was like, "Finish the journey for me," and he's like, "I'll do it for you." And he ran, and when he reached the end, they were like, Hey, you got our orb. We're gonna throw you in jail. And they threw his butt in prison forever. I mean, 20 years. 20 years. And which, they never forgave him for 20 those 20 years. years. I'm sure there was a version of this episode where they killed the guy or something like that, but, like, 
Oh no, 20 years. Yeah, maybe, we maybe never forgave him for those 20 years. <laughs> maybe it's because we're living in a in a world right now where like the idea of being someone someone being unjustly jailed for 20 years is just so like that's happened so often that like the whole crux of this episode being about something like that it's just like okay who gives a shit <laughs> like yeah welcome to the world it sucks yeah mm-hmm so and for some reason Aang and the earthbender are like a mile away from either camp just watching they're from just afar. like yeah like so well i guess I, I know the story reason is so they don't find out about the food, but what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Why are just, they so far away? I don't, was, was it like, it was the Aang, it was Aang and the earthbending guy just like telling stories while sitting on top of the mesa while not paying attention to anything that was happening below them? Like, what the fuck? But, yeah. Shouldn't somebody be taking care of this man that broke both of his arms? <laughs> he can no longer wipe his own ass. He is <laughs> fucked for life. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I hope whatever waiting for, for him at the end of this journey is like, I hope he has like a personal robot slave that can like wipe his ass and cook all of his meals for him or something. But he's, yeah. yeah. So they're almost out the next day. And Aang's like, can these assholes get along? And Katara's like, no, they were really wronged by the Jang try, eh, Aang? And yeah, they took a ball that one time. And then Sokka's like, hey, no, they imprisoned that 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 one guy for a really long time and she says not long enough if you ask me did we hear the same story yeah just... it, uh... <laughs> and then Aang... the guy took a ball he took a ball <laughs> again even if that background that story had been something a little more interesting like it that would have done a lot to redeem this episode but just the fact that, that like this background story that's driving the, the rest of the story and the, just the kids so got sucked just lame. Got, the two it, kids got sucked into it so much. Katara and Sokka seem like both of them seem like extra idiots that they're both like yeah. I get the I get what the episode is doing. No one is immune to the power of propaganda or like, you know, like stories that you're told. Like, but like it's just everything about this episode is just so stupid. Like, who cares? like every, uh, it's so obvious, obvious that everyone in this story is stupid and wrong that like it's hard to get emotionally invested in any of this because it's obviously just such like a ham-fisted lesson that this episode is trying to teach you just, like yeah. and like even to the point that like while ain't or well Sokka and Katara are recounting what they think is right or wrong between these groups the leaders they start threatening each other and Aang says something stupid about like you should the only harsh thing that, words harsh yeah. words never solve problems actions do and then both the leaders are like well fine actions let's kill each other and they start fighting and the nang has to interrupt and everything the rest of it, like goes down the shit from here because yeah. ang fighting ang trying to keep the two leaders from fighting each other ends up like knocking over a bundle with a whole bunch of food in it when the food gets exposed all the canyon crawlers he, start crawling up and he gets overly animated yelling at them about what a bunch of assholes they are which yeah i it totally feels like the sees... animators got bored and they're like oh, i guess we gotta let's do something funny with ang's face because there's nothing else going on he loves episode. custard tarts right oh that's, that's the thing that's a and thing then, yeah and that's a thing he can love and so, and, but then the, oh no, the creepy crawlers come crawling over the top of this stuff, and it's getting attacked. And oh no, yeah, it's these the starship these, troopers. I was about to say, someone obviously, like the night before, they had to sit down storyboard this episode. Someone had obviously seen starship troopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little a bit of a of... battle breaks out, but yeah. Ang gets an idea, and he says, "Watch me do what I do." He uses a food bag to muzzle the creature and rides it. <laughs> 
And everybody else is capable enough to do that too. Like they, yeah, just lasso on a stick. Yeah, to lead them to the top. And they, they all get out. And it's, yeah, everyone's the end. And then, then the, the, the all the assholes are like, "Who knew the other side could be so cool?" And but then they're like, "But you thieves the stole our sacred orb from like... Jin Wei." And the, then the other side's like, "But you unjustly imprisoned Wei Jin for twenty years." And Aang's like, "Hey, I knew those assholes." Because I'm old. I may not look it, but I'm old. And I, they were kids, and they were playing a, a game. Just with a sports ball. And this stuff happened. It was all a yeah, game, Yeah, we see a see? little cheapy flashback of, like, those two same characters. But yeah, now they're just playing, essentially, like, ink and basketball? Yeah. And... Ah, fuck it. He's telling the story. I'm even watching it now. Like, Aang and Sokka, or uh, Katara and Sokka are looking at Aang like, Oh, you're so smart, Aang. And like mm -hmm. it's like, I I, I think and then, this. <laughs> then all these characters who have hated each other for a hundred years say, "Hey, okay, that's cool. Hey, we'll move as one tribe now. I love you, man." <sighs> the literally the only generations redeeming. of hatred poured onto each other, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." I mean, also it doesn't hurt that like living in such an America d divided America now it just makes this episode even seem that much more just like. Yeah, good fucking luck with that. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I I did forget while watching this again that like the reveal is that Aang just totally yeah. made up that story, which is probably the, maybe the most clever thing Aang has done throughout yeah. this entire series so far. And I just so there's your lesson like, for the I, day, kids. Fucking totally, lie your ass off. Totally okay to lie when you're manipulating a bunch of assholes. So we've learned in the past two episodes, it's absolutely fine to lie and steal if the ends justify mm -hmm. the means. Yeah. God, so yeah, I guess so long just... as it's the jerks. Yeah, so I guess they just fly away and that's it. Like, I guess, yeah, yeah well, fucking... Yeah. Ugh, yeah, the Great Divide. Man, like I said, at least that's it. That is the worst okay. episode of Avatar that's Last Day That's good to know. So, yeah. Um, just because, yeah, not, there's, not, there's no one written one thing that's, just, like, horrible about it. Just none of it's any and, good. And it even had this stuffy guy from Benson on it, and they couldn't help it. <laughs> Man, waste. at least Renee Ojanois got his goddamn paycheck out of that. But yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the fucking skeleton blast unicorn. <laughs> That's the storm. Ooh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the storm. That's the last episode we're talking about today. Yeah. Mm hmm. Aang has a dream he's flying with his friends, but then there's a storm. Another airbender's like, hey, why'd you go away? And he says, ah, and falls into the sea, and everybody chants. We need you, Aang. We need you, Aang. We need you, Aang. And he says, Wah! It wakes up, sits up. It was just a dream. That's that's one of the things I was like, yeah, like, this is like the one of up 10 things I saw just this week alone where somebody, like, waking up from a nightmare going, ah, ah, go, go, go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The next day, they got to wake up and head out, find a market because they're all out of food. And then Sokka says they shouldn't do that because in his dream, food eats people and also the monkey thing could talk. <laughs> he said some very unkind things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And elsewhere on the Fire Nation boat, the uncle says, a storm is coming. And Zuko's like, you fucking idiot, there's no clouds in the sky. What, you think your experience is better than my eyeballs that can see that there's no clouds in the sky? Uh. So he's, he yeah. says, you just... We should change course for the safety of the crew. But Zuko's like, man, fuck the crew. I, the crew ain't shit. I want the Avatar. I'd kill a hundred members of our crew if I met catching the Avatar. I One would... of the crew members just happens to be sitting right there. And he's, his uncle's like, eh, he doesn't mean that. He's just all worked up. 
he's always worked up 100% of the time. Yeah, so you think at this point the he crew might just would be, be an just asshole. Kind of used to the fact that Zuko is just constantly. I'm actually watching it right now, and there's a great pit where like Zuko is ra ranting and raving, and the guy standing behind him is in like Uncle Iroh's in the background doing this weird like like collar tug pull kind of like face, yeah. which like. And suddenly, like, I was really worried about what the troops think of Zuko, when presumably Zuko is just like this all the time. This shouldn't be, like, it's it's funny because for everything we've seen, this seems to be par for the course. Like, I don't know why suddenly, like, like Iroh thinks this is, like, totally a step beyond for Aya, for uh, Zuko, but... I'm surprised they haven't thrown his ass into the sea already. Yeah, but... But yeah, it turns out there's... If he's a dishonored, banished prince... Yeah, and, but it, it does turn out there are storm clouds rolling up on the horizon, so, like, yeah, the Aang gang at the end. Oh, that's then... later, that's later. Oh, is it? The okay. Aang group shops for melons from some other lady that's a complete jerk, <laughs> yelling at them, that nah, melon's good, even though it's sloshing around. Spoilers! Lemon, uh, melon lady does not become a thing. You don't have to worry about putting yeah. up with melon lady for the next six months, <laughs> but yeah. Because as they're walking away, she kicks Soko in the asshole. Does she? What is she doing? <laughs> That's not how you get repeat customers. Well, maybe she can tell that they're like their water tribe, so it's not like he's coming back anytime. Oh, she's just oh, racist. And he, he's like, well, after they've been inspecting her melons, they're like, oh, we don't have any money anyway, so. Which is like, okay, what the fuck? Oh, that's why Katara is suddenly like, oh, hey, Sokka, you need to go get a job. Yeah, why not? Why not you? Why not Which you, is Katara? a little like okay. You could get a job too. Fucking get a job, water. Like you're the only water better around here. You could probably like make money. Like you're getting all these people's plants or something like that. Why does Why does Sokka have to suddenly get a job on a fishing boat? Like yeah, well, yeah. it's just weird. Why not all three of the guys? You're. I mean, you're a waterbender. You could presumably use your waterbending to pull fish onto the boat. You, yeah, you, there's multiple things when you've got two benders. Like, mm -hmm. Sokka's probably, like, the, actually the least useful guy. I think, if anything, he'd be the guy who would just be, like, again, just, like, stuck guarding Appa or something like that, cleaning the mud out from Appa's toes, but, yeah. But, if nope, Sokka's gotta go at... become a fisherman. Yes, because some old lady's yelling at an old man, he can't go out to fish because a storm is coming. Yeah. She won't go out with him. But Sokka will to earn some money, and I thought... I when I first heard it, I wasn't convinced, but I was like, that sounds like Ed Asner. That might be Ed Asner. But I looked it up. It's not Ed Asner. Oh, is the fisherman? I just thought, yeah, I thought it would be, but uh, it would be uh, interesting since he just died. But Literally just died, uh, like 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 three days before we recorded this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, <sighs> on the Fire Nation boat, it is headed into a storm, and the captain's like, "Well, looks like your uncle is right." And Zuko's like, "Yeah, hey, you better earn some, learn some respect." Maybe you should earn that respect, Zuko. People who demand respect just are never out of people just... are never people who deserve respect. Yeah. Well, it's like that thing of the people least deserving of power are the people who seek it. Like, yeah. So it's always like, yeah, the people. Yeah. It's so like when when you just think you're just deserving of respect out of hand without actually having done anything to earn that respect. It's always. Like, yeah. And then the captain's like, "Hey, you don't respect anybody. You suck ass. What do you know about respect?" And then they're good. They're gonna fight, but then the uncle breaks him up and is like, "Should we have some noodles?" And Zuko said, tells his uncle that he doesn't <laughs> need help control, keeping control of his ship. Well, Zuko, mm, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. I do love oh. Uncle Ira at least trying to trying to fix everything with noodles, though. That it's hard not to like a food centric character. Yeah. His love language so, is noodles. And tea. Back, 
Back on land, the old fisherman yells at Aang because the Avatar left a hundred years ago and abandoned them. Oh, that's how Kickstarter that kickstarts that whole yeah. thing of like Aang, Katara Aang's says, "Stop being so mean." Aang is super cool. He'd never run away, so Aang runs away. <laughs> Which is kind of like, yeah. That, they should have played that up more comedically. Like, Aang would never... Oh, he did run away. Son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. She calls the old man a horrible old man, and then she goes after Aang flying on Appa. But to be fair, everybody's horrible, so... <laughs> they're they're not horrible. Aang they're well-rounded characters. Just because oh, that's synonymous. Okay. 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 So, uh, she finds Aang in a cave as a storm's starting to fall outside, and Aang starts telling her a story about his youths when he was having fun oh, with yeah, his well, friends. Oh, yeah, we get a big flashback. This is, like, yeah. Aang's big flashback of the series, yeah. And, yeah, and then the monks show up and tell him, hey, you're the Avatar, because you played with these here toys when you was a kid. Which I guess that is actually how they actually, uh, for the Dalai Lama, that's the process, uh, that's how they choose the next Dalai Lama, is... They yeah. do exactly the same thing. Like, yeah, pick out your toys out of this giant toy box of bullshit. So, mm -hmm. on the Zuko's boat, the crew is talking shit about Zuko, but the uncle's like, "Yeah, but he's a complicated kid, though." One, this one time, he wasn't allowed to enter the war chamber, and then I was like, "Hey, you can come in with me, but keep your mouth shut." And then he didn't keep his mouth shut. They were like, "We're gonna use some of our soldiers as fodder," and he was like, "No, don't kill those guys. I like those guys." And that was an insult, so they were like, how dare you? And then... Uh, His dad stands up and says, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> he but, suddenly uh, turns into a youper from the Midwest, but yeah. But for Aang, back in his story, everything changed once he was the Avatar. They wouldn't let him join in their reindeer games anymore. But they would let in Jinju, an odd joke about a mentally challenged airbender surrounded by farcats. What is that about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only just like for like the half a second, but it's just like Jesus Christ, Avatar, calm down. What was the point of that? <laughs> I do like... like the dour monk. They're they're one of the monks in this this whole flashback is voiced by James Hong, who is the villain in Big Trouble in Little China and stuff like that. It's just weird to see such like a known guy just like voicing like essentially Asian Ed Asner. Just like voicing a random other monk from uh, Aang's flashback, but you know. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. I was looking up Jinju on the at the Avatar. <laughs> What's wrong with Jinju? Well, uh, I mean, well, we let's see. What see there, there he's only no... in one episode. Okay, yeah, he doesn't uh, like come back to save the day like later or anything. He like is that. the only other named air nomad child besides Aang. Really? So that's I guess that's special. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, like we barely any see any airbending women, so it makes sense to be a couple like mixed chromosome people, like being all little like, "Hey, how you doing?" So. Like the rest of the air nomads, Jinju did not live to see Avatar Aang bring an end to the war. Which they, I mean, these... that's a spoiler, but of course he brings an end to the war. All these, oh, well, spoilers, yeah. Oh, yeah, but of like course it's, it's gonna cartoon. end on a happy note. Yeah, I mean, they have. A, there's a whole sequel series that takes place after the events of this, where the world was not destroyed. But yeah, yeah. Um. No, nothing to no. I oh, okay. I want a series about Jinju though. <laughs> Jinju the God. Jinju no. <laughs> I want to make somebody Jinju, jump no. like can't because it's the twenty first century. Uh -huh. Oh Jesus Christ, Mister F. Um... <sighs> so anyhow, Ang's guardian had a mild argument with other old Airbender farts about. When Aang should train and when he should get his shit kicked in playing games. That's right. I think James Hong is the guy who's all like, 
there's a war brewing. We need Aang to fight now. We need yeah. the Avatar sooner than later. Time is not on our side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Zuko's story, he was going to have a fire duel for the honor thing. But it turns out it wasn't the general he had to fight. It was his own dad. Yeah. Oh, no. And... and I don't feel like he had, you know, just from the... Uh, <clears throat> What's the way I'm trying to phrase this? Through the the, the the limited information I have right now, I feel like he, you know, his dad doesn't seem like the coolest of guys. So I don't know why he's like, no, Papa, I won't fight you. I love you. Well, just because it's his dad, too. Yeah. But also, yeah, his dad's a bit of a piece of work. Yeah. Um, I do like, I'm just watching it now. You really do get get a sense that, like, Zuko, like, they really do sell the fact that Zuko's legitimately freaked out about having to fight his dad, because, like, they even showing it now, like, they totally do yeah, the anime thing, his and eyes crying. are watering, and, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Snot's and... running out of his nose. Do we actually, uh, so I think it jumps away from that, so we don't see exactly what happens, like, what no, happens No, you next. hear, it shows his, like, uncle in the crowd, and you hear him go, ah, oh my eye! Okay, but yeah, it does show, like, the, like, yeah, that, but yeah, the, the, we get to see the rest of that scene play out, but we don't actually get to see specifically... But it seems like, like, man, Dad, you could have burned him anywhere. Why'd you go for his eyeball? Well, because it's supposed to be Agni Kai 2, which is just supposed to be a real fight. But instead of fighting, Zuko just falls to his knees in yeah. supplication to his dad. And his dad, presumably, his dad just, like, I guess decides to roast one of his eyeballs out of his head, practically. Yeah. Yeah. Is giving him that scar. I don't think we see anything also... else of the af immediate aftermath of that but no yeah. and then also because he didn't even try to fight back that was an even bigger insult so he got kicked out of the fire nation oh is tribe. that i forgot that part jesus yeah, okay, yeah. no and like i said he the only way to restore his honor and 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 shit is to get the avatar and bring him home like i said zuko's dad kind of a piece of shit yeah uh, like on every, do you recognize i mean zuko's dad only says like three things in this whole episode do you, you voice sound familiar is it Mark Hamill? Yeah, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. Which I remember that's... That, you know what a terrible thing was? That may have been the thing that got me watching Avatar The Last Airbender was like, oh, Mark Hamill's, you know, we're in a new cartoon. I'll go check it out. But yeah. Mm. Spoilers. Mark Hamill only ever has like three lines in the whole series. It's not like he... Yeah, it's not like he's going all Joker later on in the in, in the show or anything like that. Mm. Um, which is so, yeah. Uh, shut up. Ang's futures decided by a monk with the biggest eyebrow. <laughs> That's how he became leader. Yeah. I don't know exactly needs... what the how how the Airbenders are organized here, but yeah. Yeah, he needs to uh, train to save the world, and he's gonna get sent to the other the Earth... Eastern Air Temple. Yeah, the Eastern God, Air the Temple. Eastern... I don't have my map up, but yeah. So, and, and in the, the cave, he says, Why would they do that to me? They were going to take away everything I do. And he gets a little avatar -y and flares up. Oh, okay, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, and she's like, Hey, calm down, dude, bro. That wasn't very nice that they did that to you. And he ran away. Uh, didn't work out too well. He fell in the water and got frozen. Whoops. Yeah, it's even, like, I, I thought this flashback showed a little bit more. I thought, like, he had been attacked. By the Fire Nation mm. or something like that? No, I guess he just hopped onto Appa. They flew away. I guess the storm just proved to be too much for Appa, so they fell in the water. And then, yeah, Aang uses his airbending slash waterbending to create, like... Also, if uh, he was the Avatar, why would they send him to another air temple? Shouldn't they have been sending him to, like, the 
like water temples and earth temples and shit. You think that because that they, stuff? especially because because that's I mean the the avatar is not going to be very special if unless, all he knows is airbending. Unless there's like a last airbender. couple airbending things they want to teach him before he heads off to find, mm. like to learn the other disciplines. But yeah, that actually then that would have more uh, played into Ang freaking out at the beginning of this week's batch of episodes where he was like, oh my god, I got to learn all these other things. You think? Like that, the leaders of the Air Temple would be essentially do saying they, the same thing. Like, okay, we need to haul this kid off to like a water tribe, they, or yeah. Do they ever delve into what the training of an avatar is supposed to be? That gets more into it. Gets talked about a little bit more, and the Legend of Korra that becomes way more of a thing. Like, yeah, mm. the, 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 and there is more. You do find out more about like there is stuff in, in regards to the, there there are there are people who are in charge of overseeing the whole avatar selection process and stuff like that like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's not quite as arbitrary as it seems here but there, there's there's not that there's anyone who chooses who the next avatar is but like there's a system set up in place though that's that's supposed to help like coax the avatar along into into their new life and stuff like that but yeah because Aang ran, ran away he never got to see any of that, and he just, yeah, I guess he fell into the ocean and just froze himself for a hundred years. And I do like they really just do show the last thing he remembers is essentially just running away from that temple, falling into the water, and just being woken up by Katara, and that's it, so. Yeah. <clears throat> but somehow, um, that old lady, fisherman lady, finds Aang and Sokka in the cave, even though they both had to fly up there. And she's like, hey, that old she asshole husband there in the middle of a storm! Back. She's the most powerful character in this whole episode! Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, he, you guys got... Somebody's gotta help me. So Aang and Sokka go and find them in that wide open sea where they could be anywhere. You'll find them. On the Fire Nation's boat, Zuko saves some people. Because, see, he is actually a good guy. He even turns them away from the Avatar to, to go to the Eye of the Storm to save his crew. Because yeah, he this cares is, about them. This is the yeah, first time we see in the show that like Zuko's... Like, willing to do the good thing even if it means not going after Aang. So it's, like, a little bit like, yeah. Again, th this is the first episode that really drives home that, like, Zuko is inherently not entirely bad guy. Yeah. No. So, Aang saves the fishermen and Sucko. And they get smashed by a wave. And everybody goes underwater. They sink below the sea. But then Aang uses the Avatar powers to escape. It is, because he, it's essentially recreating the events of what happened that got him frozen in the first place. And it, mm -hmm. he goes into the Avatar state, and it seems like for a moment he may just end up, like, freezing himself again to save himself like he did last time. But then he opens the, his eyes, he sees, like, Appa and Katara and Sokka floating in the water, and he realizes that, like, yeah, he's got to, he can't run away again this time, he can't just, he's got to save those guys too, so. He collects everyone up, and they fly away, and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they just happen to fly right over Zuko's boat <laughs> mm -hmm. while trying to get out of the storm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Zuko says, "Sorry, Uncle," and his uncle says, "I accept your apology, but man, your uncle's not the one you should be apologizing Seriously, to." Seriously, yeah. I'm I'm surprised they don't make that an actual story beat. Zuko turning around to apologizing. I mean, I guess he just did save their save their life. So on a practical level, that's he did what he needed to do. But like. Yeah. Um, there's also one cool little moment earlier when the, the Zuko ship is getting battered by the storm where, um, uh, it's about to get struck by lightning and mm. Uncle Iroh, like, catches the lightning and redirects it so it doesn't hit the ship, which is pretty mm. fucking cool. 
Like, they really don't explain, like, what the hell happened there, what the hell, what the yeah. hell that has to do with, like, I don't know if it's a firebending thing or something like that, but, like, that's, like, it's it's the briefest little thing. Also, Aang, when he's rescuing Sokka and the old fisherman, he uses airbending to keep the mast from falling on everyone and crushing stuff. So, that, at least, there's a little bit of bending going on. It's not just, yeah. like, everyone just, like, hopping an his back and running. But, but yeah, so no, the, the, the storm passes and... The fisherman's wife tells the fisherman he owes Aang an apology. And he says, maybe a fish instead. But Aang says he doesn't eat meat. And the fisherman says, fish ain't meat. Does he say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, half the people in the modern world right now are still like, fish ain't meat. Like, it's still yeah. the same thing, but like, yeah. Um, Aang's done dwelling in the past. He's moving on now. That old man thanks Aang for saving his life. Appa shakes water all over them. And the episode ends. Um, is that the first time they've, they've mentioned that uh, Aang doesn't eat meat? Or did he mention that when they uh, were at I, King Boomy's place? And I feel like I know feast? that. Oh, okay, so that. if you know that, then okay. Unless I mentioned it. I might have just been assuming it because monks. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's totally what they're doing. Like the Tibetan monk, like, yeah, vegetarian kind of thing. But Yeah, so that's the end of the storm. And yeah, that's our like, first real bit of backstory of uh, for Zuko and Aang. I do like the fact that we get to see both their backstories in one episode, which is mm. nice. <laughs> and they're totally, like, not equating Aang and, and, and Zuko together, but, like, I don't know, just, just kind of reinforcing the point that those characters are kind of, like, karmatically linked, I guess you could say. Well, Aang like wasn't that. willing to help everybody or get rid of it. Uh, I guess that's a good point. He, was, he guess... was more, he didn't want to give up his fun times. Yeah, which if you're 12 years old, I guess you can't yeah. expect anyone. Even even a monk living in this fantasy world, you can't expect a 12 year old to like totally want to give up like his free carefree lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, it's I'm still with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I am and, hoping like these said, characters stop being such assholes at some point. But yeah. I don't know. if you can survive the Great Divide, then that's know, good. Get through pretty much anything. Uh, but yeah, we're actually, how long is the first season of the show? Because we just got up to episode 12. Uh, there are only 20, so yeah, there, we only have, uh, uh, eight episodes to the end of the first season, which, yeah, we're gonna end up in the, in, in, at the North Pole sooner rather than later, so. Yeah, of um, but yeah, our next battle of episodes will be episode 13, The Blue Spirit, episode 14, The Fortune Teller. Episode 15, Batu of the Water Tribe, and episode 16, The Deserter. And, yeah, we're getting close to the end of the first season of Avatar. And there's only three seasons, so we've already made a decent inroads into the show, even though we've only done three episodes, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, we did it. Avatar Last Airbender. Woo! Woo! Nothing else much to say about this batch of episodes or anything, yeah. Next time, it's going to be Sword in the Stone. Is it going to be Sword in the Stone? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. You've never seen it, right? No. You've, this okay. is one of been, this, even if we weren't doing Disney through the decades, this is one of the things I would definitely want to talk about before we wrap up the show. Just because this is one of the big things you've always been, you've pressed upon me. It's you like, didn't even have, like, the record growing up? No. I don't know. Mm. All I only know is Sword in the Stone. Merlin and some pink lady have a fight. Madame Mim, yeah. That's all I know about that. Mm -hmm. Madame Mim is unique to Sword in the Stone. She doesn't show up in anything else, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because, like, character design, I thought she kind of looked like the villain from the Rescuers, but I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be the same character or something like that. 
But yeah, is that even a full movie? I thought that was yeah. maybe like a direct-to-TV thing. Because I've always seen no. and heard so little about it. Because I know it's Merlin. There is like a young King Arthur, right? Yeah. But is he much of a character in the movie? Because I've never seen anyone yeah. even talk. Like, let's put He's this the main way. character of the movie. Yeah. When people are talking about like the hottest Disney characters or anything, it's not like anyone's talking about like fucking 15 Oh, there's Merlin no, there's a, like that. Unless they're into squirrels, there's no hot characters in <laughs> squirrels. I You'll guess I'll see. find out next week. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or Jesus two weeks. Yeah. Wait, yeah, next week. No, next yeah. week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Time well, has no meaning anymore. No, man, yeah, fucking 21st century America. Fucking, yeah, we're all adrift. But yeah, we had some pretty good feedback uh, oh, good. Uh, on the Avatar front. Uh, Raymond Fernandez sent us another very nice email, this time thanking us for considering doing Korra someday. And uh, cheering us on as we tackle Avatar. So, yeah, Raymond, yeah, thank you so much for your emails. Very, very, hey, very, hey. very much appreciated. Um, yeah, Korra. I was kind of thinking about going back and rewatching some more Korra as we're doing Avatar, but, like, I think I will save that for a rainy day. If we ever come back, ever come back to the series, I would totally... Yeah, maybe we'll actually really do Korra someday, but... Mm -hmm. uh, Catherine F. King says she likes the map details and journey progression that we've been posting with the Twitter updates. So, yeah, I, I did make good on my threat to crack into my Avatar, The Last Airbender map, and... At least with some of the updates I post to Twitter about the show, I've been posting uh, the progression of the characters for the first season throughout the world and stuff like that. So I'm glad to see you down with that. And uh, lastly, Darren Nakamura, who is a scientist, mm -hmm. uh, asks if either of us have any interest in the Avatar RPG Kickstarter, uh, which I did mention before, right? I feel like you did. Yeah, there was a Kickstarter... Uh, officially licensed by Nickelodeon, somebody was coming up with that, like, for a Avatar Last Airbender slash, I think it was a board game slash card game RPG kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And five minutes after I read that uh, message from, uh, from uh, Darren, I went to go look and see how well the Kickstarter was doing. It had closed five minutes before I Aww. checked up on it. But it had, like, I think they needed, like, $20,000, got, like, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So yeah, that okay. that board game should be widely available at at, at uh, nerd shops by us. But yeah, I might be. <clears throat> uh, the terrible thing, I kind of wonder with board games and card games, if there's more. I don't know what you could do to make those easier to play over like Zoom and stuff like that. But especially in the age of COVID, yeah. because man, I do have board games here. I have this fucking. Star Trek Ascendancy board game, which is one of those big, like, I think they're called, like, A4 board games, because it's supposed to be all about, like, the economy and all this kind of crazy stuff, that I've been trying to get people to come over and play for years, and that was even before COVID happened, and now that COVID has happened, that's even less likely gonna be able, but, like, I would love to play that shit with people online, mm. but, and yeah, I'm like, that'd be cool, man, actually, maybe someday, if and when that, uh, Avatar RPG actually comes out, maybe we'll do something. Yeah, I'm definitely interested, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely check into that more. And he, uh, Darren also asks... <laughs> oh, he points out that Bending Earth in general, because you had asked, as a result of last Avatar of the Party episode, we were talking about how ridiculous it was that the Earthbenders just kind of randomly figured out that they could bend coal at the mm -hmm. end of the episode. Well, it wasn't the... I don't even think they figured it out. I think it was Aang who figured it out for them, and that became the whole crux of that episode where all the uh, earthbenders escaped from the firebending ship 
But yeah, Darren points out because he's a scientist, he knew, he knows about shit. Uh, bending Earth in general should be a lot more difficult than air or water since Earth is so much more varied in its atomic composition than either water or air. Uh, so, yeah, which does make sense because, like, you know, air is, air is always just, you know, just, you know, whatever it is. And H water is always just H2O, whereas Earth can always be. There's so many different, like, you know, it could be anything from different... They could be fucking... What, the, what are the different kinds of rock? Like different <laughs> kinds of rock. You've got kinds of different earths and minerals and dirt, this and that. Rock. It could, could be dirt. Could be rocks. It could be other dirt and rocks. It could be mm -hmm. diamonds. It could be jewels. It could be mm -hmm. whatever else is in Minecraft. It could be the ether. It could be redstone. The stuff. Lava. So you, Can they bend lava? Or does that Fire Nation shit? I do believe mm. that at the at least in the Legend of Korra, I think there is a lava bender. Mm. There can which was because Earth that is just Earth, but that it's molten. Yeah. So like if if an ice if if a water bender can like bend ice, yeah. But yeah, I think there's like a villain in the Legend of Korra who can like their specialty is like lava bending. So mm. but yeah, so that makes a really good point. Yeah, Dumber makes a good point that like yeah, Earth is yeah a lot more shit going on in Earth. So, but monkey. What else? So that's what all else? of our feedback. Oh, okay. But yeah, thank feedback. you guys. Yeah, always yeah, feel free you. to... You can email me and I'm just mudron at gmail.com. Do we have an actual Tardy of the Party email address? Yeah, but we've mentioned it so rarely and I never <laughs> check it. But yeah, I, I'm, we're also both on Twitter. I'm yeah. at Mud, you know, Mudron, M-U-D-R-N, at, 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 and Daniel's just the grumpy turtle on Twitter. Yeah. And of course, podcast. Tardy Podcast. What's what's her... Is it just Tardy Podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're always available on Twitter, but yeah, always feel free to email mudron, M-U-D-R-O-N, at gmail.com. Yeah, this is an interesting journey. I don't dislike it, which is about as good as I can say for a show yeah. that's just starting out, you know? Yeah. What else you've been up to It takes a while. Uh, Psychonauts 2. That's good? It's very, very good. I, I 100% of it. Mm, Jesus Christ. Is there a lot of collectibles in the game? Eh, not a ton. A I felt amount. really bad because I know some of the people, like, I'm, well, I mean, I know. I, like, I'm internet, f like, contacts with some of the people who worked on that game. And, like, man, I tried firing that shit up. And, like, when I fired that shit up, I was like, is this just a remaster of the old game? Because the way it look looked, it looked like a game from, like, 2005. And, like, just the, like, the well, running around was, jumping I mean, just didn't, I know it's th that, that, that style of, like, it wasn't made for PS5 and, or, and Xbox. It was made for the last generation. Well, that's true, too. I forgot how long this has been development, too. But I'm glad to see everyone else seems to be absolutely in love with that game. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've always had problems with Double Fine games just mechanically. Like, like I was the person who... I didn't even like Brutal Legend Alienated I me. I loved Brutal Legend. You, did you, you even I had liked... I went into it with no, no expectations, and I don't really care yeah. about RTS games. See, I, so... I, I wandered away. I lost interest in, our, in be, even before the RTS stuff happened that's, because the hack and slash action was so bad. That's yeah. the only game I've played where Kelsey was actually invested in the story and wanted to really? watch it play it. Uh, yeah. But you like the story in, in Psychonauts 2? It's pretty good. Psychonauts 2? I will has a actually really really good story uh, yeah so it's a good it's actually a good, good story, story not just like fun because i remember everyone like no, like 
with Psychonauts 1, people freaked out about individual stages, but I didn't necessarily hear people freaking out about the story itself. I can't even remember what the story was. All I know is Raz at the Psychic Summer Camp, but yeah. Every, you know, you go back and you play old games, and like every game has that one level where you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to play this level. Well, and then fucking Psychonauts infamously has that Meat Circus level, that is yeah. the last level in the game, which that just yeah. turns everyone off, you know. Where the, the Psychonauts 2 didn't have any level like that. Which makes sense, because they had so much more time and resources to, you know. They, Plus, they get, if you, if you, you know. just want to see the story build, it's got a ton of uh, ac accessibility options where you can just, like, turn on, turn up your health and shit. I can also just go to Twitch, <laughs> which is the, like, I got the game for free. We're both Xbox Game Pass players, so, like, yeah, I did, like, I do love the fact that I have the option to go back to it whenever I want, but, you know. Yeah. But that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm really, like, you're, like, the upteenth person I've say, like, I've seen say like be like oh man like that that there was a good goddamn game. So. It was a good uh, good, good good game, man. I really like, aside from that, I, I think that's all. Of it. <laughs> that's what I poured my time into. Yeah. Oh, Wait. I did have. Yeah. Huh? No. Well, well, you you were away from we you, you, you couldn't record last week. I can't remember what happened. Like, uh, Kelsey had to fly. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, okay, I don't know if there was the anything funeral. that kept you from playing or watching or anything recently. So it was just me and John all weekend. Oh, okay. Was that good? Yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, I'm sure still keeping after a little kid. I did. I'm going to send you an image <laughs> of what I had on Friday night. <laughs> I spot. I need it's the first time I've ever had it. <laughs> Daddy needs his booze. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see. What, what did you... What, what the fresh hell did you send me? What oh, did you do? Did what do? is that? That's Wagyu steak. Oh, my... Where'd you get Wagyu steak from? I got Wagyu steak. Did you go to Japan? I flew to Japan and I said, yeah. give me your finest steak. Where do you get, do you have to go somewhere special to get Wagyu beef? They actually have them at Costco. Okay, I, re yeah. I remember like back in the 80s or 90s, it was such like, oh, I had to get so, like like James Bond is yeah. the only person in the whole world who can get Wagyu beef. So it's funny that you just go, oh, I just went to Costco. Got this I mean, they're expensive. Beef. I'll bet how expensive. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> like forty dollars. They're steak? that expensive. Yeah. Oh no, more than that, Bill. Oh really? And you got two steaks. Yeah. How big were yeah. the steaks? Yeah, like a pound. Pretty big. Okay. Wait. I, so, were these steaks you for yourself? For me and the missus, yeah. Oh, oh, for you. Oh, did you do this like for like date night stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So how did they come out? Uh, you sent me pictures like, of the Wagyu beef. Like, you just sent me two photos of the most... I mean, they are marb... Are they frozen? No, those were... Those oh, were those are salted. Thawed. That's why it's kind of white on top. A little bit salted, but Ooh. but the, the white on top is just the marbling. Why did you take a photo of them on top of a whoopee cushion? <laughs> that's, the, that's my wife's cutting board. <laughs> you might, we might have to it make this the like album for this cushion. week's episode so people understand what we're talking about. <laughs> It's a, it's a cutting the board cutting, with a handle attached. I mean, it's obviously one of those thin plastic like cutting boards, but like, yeah. if you're not paying attention, it looks like it. It's like yeah. eighty dollars steaks on a whoopee <laughs> cushion. It's like a Pee Wee Herman trying <laughs> to open his awesome. own fancy restaurant. <laughs> so, but, yeah. so, did you do to cook them up on the grill? No, it's not recommended to do it on a grill because they have so much fat. I was about to say that. Around. I would assume there's very kind of specific things you have to do to cook them up right. Yeah. Not really. You just cook them. You just don't season them. You put a little bit of salt on them, or you can. Do you do them like in a cast iron skillet or in an oven? Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine maybe you could do both because you could just, like, I know that's, you know, S&P is choice they, for me. They, they taste like butter. Like, 
In a good way, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, I it, mean, it, you, you put it in your mouth and you're like, I didn't butter these. Why do they taste like Was that like your first butter? experience with Wagyu beef, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully, it sounds like you kind of got what your money's worth. Yeah. In the very least, I, at I, least I, makes I your wife think you're cool. Did you serve the pay... steaks with a little piece of grass in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Jen! Yeah. Oh, man. I wouldn't pay full price for them again, but if I saw them no, on but a like, good yeah. sale, I'd be like, yeah, sure. You're talking they are someone, very rich. I once spent like a hundred bucks on a Thanksgiving turkey that came from, from a local... Like, the turkey had a name and had a placard that came with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. with its birth date and its date of death, which was like three days before I got the turkey. It was like fresh mm -hmm. as shit. And it was like, it was a hundred dollar turkey, and I was like, well, at least I could just see what a hundred dollar turkey is like. Yeah. And I was good turkey, but I didn't necessarily enjoy it any more than like a butter pull. That sounds like that Wagyu beef turned out really good. Like, actually, it if, if it, it was actually, a, yeah. It was a very different experience than like a regular steak. Man. And you just, you, you just ate it with ketchup, right? <laughs> you just yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not ketchup and mustard. Sauce. I saw that A1 steak sauce is no longer. They took the steak sauce name off of it. Now it's just A1 just sauce. Hmm. Uh, sauce. I guess I guess now that plant based food is becoming. It's funny just call anything plant based because it's vegetarian. Right? I but, fucking. I I love fuck up some A1. I'll yeah, no, I shit. my dad he 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 loved A1 all the time. Like, he didn't pour it on stuff on everything, but like I definitely grew up with A1. Put it that I put that shit on my eggs. Put that shit huh. on. I never I think about it's, like it with like fried eggs. It's good. I remember um, back in the eighties, like they tried to like make like like they not tried like to, scrambled. Like, I wouldn't put a one on scrambled. Definitely no. wouldn't mix it in there too. But I remember they had commercials for a one steak sauce. Where like it's not just for steaks. Put it on your burger. And I was like, ah, a little bit of a one steak sauce goes a long way. I wouldn't put as much a one steak sauce on a burger as I would put ketchup on a burger. But yeah. Mm. I like like it's good in mashed potatoes if you mix them mm. a little bit. At that, that point, you, know? you could almost use Worcestershire sauce instead, because like no, one... you know, no, I don't like Worcestershire sauce. Really? Because I mean, part yeah. of my mind, I always just parse a one steak sauce as just being kind of Worcestershire sauce, no, but just like me. coagulated. No. Hmm. Man, now I want to cook some food. It's Labor Day weekend. I don't want to cook some food. It is. Yeah. Um, you guys doing anything special for Labor Day? For, for no, we got we we're gonna we got a vacation coming up, so yeah, we're so trying. You're, I'm, I yeah. want us to quarantine as much as possible so we don't get sick. And so Wagyu up. beef was the last big financial thing that you did before vacation too, because you're to vacation. Yeah. What? That's like two weeks away. Yeah. Oh shit! It's like almost exactly two weeks away. Going to Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Well, I love that you you're know. still. Daniel is so sweet because Daniel, whenever he goes to one of the parks, he's always hitting me up like, "Can we get you this? Can we get you that?" And it's always the parade of the most awful looking stuff, but like it's great. Well, yeah. most of the time, that's most just, of the I'm time, joking. He'll show me stuff. Not, he'll be legitimately. I'm like, not hey, sending you, you the yeah. the witch's apple covered in white <laughs> semen, being like, "Yeah, you that want this?" Look nah, I'm not being serious. I'm pointing at the as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But, but oh, the hat, I, I the hat yeah. I knew you'd like. This week I'll sit down and look at it, like see if there's anything specific. I'm actually there's... I should be getting a decent payday within the next couple weeks too. So oh, that's not a if 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 you pick me up anything, I could actually throw you a couple bucks back. There's a hat that with the plaque on, on Disneyland. Oh, know, that's right. They whatever it says. See, like that's even if, even if I, when I intentionally bump us off off topic, we can eventually make this all about Disneyland again, so, or Disney stuff. So it's technically podcast, but conversation stuff. Technically. But yeah, no, the only thing, like, this week I finally beat Animal Crossing. Um, I, I got the last bit of, uh... Here, you ramble about the bugs and stuff. Oh, yeah, you go take your pee piss. real quick. Yeah. 
Hello everybody. Are you doing? Are you still listening? I love you so much. I love our little listeners. Oh, that you don't turn me off makes me so happy. It turns me on that you don't turn me off. Oh, but yeah, no Animal Crossing. I technically beat Animal Crossing. I did everything for the museum and there's nothing really left to do in the game. So after, yeah, like 1400 hours logged into the game, which again, half of that was just keeping my gates open so people can buy and get stuff. But like, yeah, so I need to figure out something next to play. Uh, the new WarioWare comes out later on this week and I, I'm assuming that'll be next. I played the demo and that seemed pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, and it sounds like Nintendo should be dumping Game Boy games. I, I've been working so much recently that like the part of my brain that you would usually be into playing like heavy like narrative uh, games has just been evaporated. That's I think that's part of the reason why I can get into Psychonauts. Was huh? to also, but although I have been tempted by Ghost of Shushima Sh on yeah, PlayStation Five because that looks pretty. But uh, did you play the Warrior Wear demo? No, I'm just gonna get it. I don't it's it actually seems pretty. It seems weird that you're actually controlling specific characters. Like it's not you just interacting directly with the game, but like the fact that you're controlling like an on-screen avatar seems a little weird. But it seems like that game is totally like as you're playing through the demo, it's like. We've got 18 million different games in this, and, like, there's a thousand things to collect and a million things to unlock. And I was like, okay, that might actually justify... Like, I'll buy any WarioWare game pretty much sight unseen, but the mm -hmm. fact that they're all, like, there's a bazillion things to unlock, and it's playable online, I was like, okay, cool. Right. But, yeah, there's nothing else coming out anytime soon that I'm really interested. But... Mm. Oh, my God, I guess... Up. Yeah, we could wrap this up, I guess. I didn't mean to totally take this off tangent forever. Oh, no, it's fine. It's what we usually do at the end. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that, like, because there hasn't been much to play online, it's usually our only chance to talk during the week. It's usually during the episode itself, so I figure if we're going to talk shit, we might as well get it on camera. Get Let's it on talk the shit! Talk shit. Yeah. We can say, hey, man, what do you think about the booty booty Oh, the booty booty boot? The booty booty boot boot. Honky lips. So we'll wrap uh -huh. this up. We'll go. Avatar yeah, Last next... Airbender. Yeah, and then next week's a sword into stone. Yeah, come listen to us. Be wonder how this youth's voice changes eighteen times throughout the movie. Oh no! Did they do the thing where they hired like a fourteen-year-old and he wound up recording for two years? So, yes. And it's like, hey, Merlin. Oh man, you get ready for voice it, man. Teen the whole time. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I'm fourteen-year-old. King Arthur. He never goes deeper, but he gets higher. He gets higher, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that, that, that's it's actually pretty amusing. I was about to say, actually, that that if, that, that seems like yeah. If 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 you're doing the right kind of teen character, that seems like the what. It works. Good. It works very well for his yeah. the character they made there. Okay. I gotta okay. go get some Count Chocula. Oh. Okay. Monster cereals are out. It's that time of year. I'm already thinking Good about. Mm, where, where are the Reese's bats? Good great. <laughs> Reese pumpkins are on the shelves. I gotta go find some Reese pumpkins. Yeah, like he said, uh, he's mother on Twitter, the Grub Turtle on Twitter, Target Podcast on Twitter, TargetPodcast.com. Yeah, feel free to hit us up back with any kind of feedback or thoughts or anything like that. So, yeah. or especially in antis anticipation, because we're obviously on such a set schedule. If you have any thoughts about any episodes that are coming down the pipeline anytime soon, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or think about, Leah, feel free to hit us up. Yeah, yeah feedback is always appreciated. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Uh, until next time, we'll see you later, I guess. I got—I don't know how to end this anymore, so, um... Yeah. 
like, I guess we just end this again, like every ever episode of Avatar The Last Airbender ends, where we just get on Appa and fly away, and I guess if we had learned a lesson, we would say, oh, it's such a good thing that stealing <laughs> is bad, unless it's pirates. Should we just say yip yip at the end of every episode? <laughs> no, that's what you say. That's a good one, Bill. Oh, and that's, that's how it cool. ends. <laughs> Nailed it. High fives, and we fly <laughs> off the sunset. Yeah. Okay. Take All care, right. guys. Adios.